Thanks for downloading this podcast from Brum Radio. For more programs, search our podcast page at brumradio.com. In the heart of Birmingham, one team to bring you your week in geek. It's the Geeky Brummy Show every Saturday, 12 till 1 on Brum Radio. Hello, welcome to the Geeky Brummy Show with myself, Ryan Parrish. We have, as usual, regular correspondents, Keith. Hello, Keith. Hello. And George. Welcome out, George. Hi. And producer Guy is with me today. Hello, Guy. Hello. And we also have super, super special guest, Mr. B, the gentleman Rhymer. Welcome. How do you do, everybody? <laughs> welcome to the show. Thanks, uh, Right, so... Uh, You've just heard James Vincent McMorrow with Wicked Game, which was played on the Game of Thrones trailer, which you've probably seen everywhere over the internet over the last few weeks. Uh, just a reminder, we did do a Game of Thrones special a f- few weeks back. If you do need to catch up from the first five seasons, we do have that there to play. Um, and Guy will tell you where you can find that online. Uh, yeah, that's on uh, Mixcloud.com Brum Radio. You took me by surprise there, <laughs> to be honest with you. That's fine. So um, we're just going to have a quick chat now about the Captain America film, Winter Soldier, which is out in cinemas and all good... F- cinemas, of course. <laughs> so, <laughs> just the cinemas. Yes. So, uh, Keith and George, what did you think of the film? I think, well, my personal favourite verdict was actually my mum's review of it, who turned to me halfway through the film and said, where's Wolverine? Um, which kind of sums things up that, that, yeah, you want all those fantastic heroes. It was a shame that they haven't got that arrangement with Fox to have everybody, but seeing Spidey was great. I thought Spider-Man was fantastic. Uh, Black Panther was great. I would have liked some more Black Widow. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what anybody else thought on that one, but I felt she was kind of underused. What was there was great, but yeah. more Black Widow. I think with the amount of characters they slotted into the film it felt actually more like an avengers movie than captain america civil war of course because it was just everybody excluding thor and hulk yeah yeah it was still it was still pretty good it still still felt to me like a captain america film because mm-hmm. it was it was his his and bucky's story it was yes. the, it was what was happening between the two of them yeah. but it, just having all of those characters appear and interact and do all that stuff it's it's fantastic it's like yeah a, like george was saying could have done a little bit more of kind of those major characters that we would like to see a bit more of the of Black Widow. Would have loved to see more of Black Panther, but I know we've got a film coming from Black Panther in the future. Yes, um, but just great. All, everybody had their moment. Everybody had their kind of like cool bit. Uh, I found myself grinning and smiling constantly throughout it. It was like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, that's great. Yeah, and, oh, that's brilliant. And bits straight from the comics. Yeah. You know, things that you just went. When I remember reading that. 25 years ago in, in yeah. various books you just go and they've put it on screen it's a great time to be a comic book fan and movie fan and it's yeah. like this is, this is great yeah I mean very careful to avoid spoilers because uh, Mr B unfortunately hasn't had a chance to watch the film yet but are you a fan <laughs> of the Marvel Cinematic Universe? I do enjoy it yes I have to say I do enjoy it although I have missed a few mm-hmm. I've missed a few along the way but it seems yeah. to be relatively easy to catch up ish yeah. I mean, obviously uh, Age of Ultron was a little bit sort of what on earth is happening now? No idea. Really, but, uh, Who are you? What's yes, this guy? This, and, why, and, what, and what are you? What do you do? Yeah. What, what, what is that? Do you do everything then? Or nothing? I don't know. Yeah. But yes, there was a bit of that. But yes, I, I'm looking forward to this one. It sounds good. Yeah, I mean, as they're coming out at a rate of two a year at the moment, that's quite a significant rapid pace to keep up unless you're actually on the ball and watching them as they come and release. I mean, my personal opinions on it, it was probably one of my favourite of the Marvel Cinematic Universe films so far. Let a little bit down by the final fight scene, if I phrase it like that to avoid spoilers. <laughs> but the, the, it was a bit convoluted, the ending, I'd say, is a fair cop. Would you say those both? 
Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think there was one of those where it, the film could have ended about half an hour before it actually did, and I would have yeah. left the cinema quite happy. But yeah. yeah, it definitely felt like they kind of wandered around vaguely for a while at the end. Yeah, and there's like wedging in a bit of additional conflict, which probably didn't need to be there. Yeah, it's, uh, like George said, it could have been cut by about 20 minutes, half an hour, and we'd have still had a great story. Yeah. So I'm thinking, you know... It was good. I think I need to see it again to decide mm-hmm. whether it's going to make my top three yeah. Marvels at the moment. It's, it's good. Yeah. I'm not quite sure it's as good as Winter Soldier was. It's, I think at the moment, Winter Soldier is still my kind of high watermark yeah. for the Marvel movies. Um, but yeah, I, I'm quite happy to go and see it again. Yeah. You know? so, Guy, your thoughts? It's been a long time since I've seen it now. I saw it about a week and a half ago because I went to the midnight screening. So, uh, <laughs> and I was quite bleary eyed while watching it. But um, no, I genuinely enjoyed it. Um, them saying it's the best Marvel film so far, I think, is a bit of an overstatement. I think um, it's got some time to be proved yet on that. But uh, it was genuinely quite a good film. I think um, the most questionable thing, I think I mentioned to you guys last week, was what's going on with Elizabeth Olsen's accent in it. Yeah, like that, that was a bit. It moved <laughs> around quite a lot. Yeah, <laughs> a, I'm American. I'm. What was it? What's the weird country that they invented for it? Stav- oh, yeah, something. Oh, no. Yeah. What? Tchaikovsky or something like that? Sokovia. Sokovia, it, there. Because it's a major plot point. The Sokovia Accords <laughs> yes. is a big thing in it. How could we forget the name of that? Yeah. <laughs> so she's Sokovia and then she's uh, American and then dialed back. Uh, um, fav- highlights for me was Jarvis wandering around in a jumper and shirt. <laughs> stylish. It's yeah. very yeah. stylish. I think Mr. B would appreciate the style <laughs> that Jarvis has. I'd like to point out that you did, you know, obviously, for someone who hasn't seen it, I would just say that. Uh, you know, saying final fight scene is certainly not a spoiler. No. I would say we would all expect a final At fight scene. At least one fight scene. Yes, in there's always movie. the end of level battle yeah. somewhere else, somewhere or other. Yeah, I'm I thinking mean, vision cosplay in that suit. Yes. I think I can do that. No cape, <laughs> no kind of overall body armor. Just need a like mask. A, yes. nice, a nice jumper and a mask. It's yeah. Right. I'm going to go for that. No, that would be brilliant. And, um, another high point, as we mentioned, Black Panther, Prince Charla was very, very well done. I think they... Again, nailed the casting completely as they always do with these films. Yeah. Um, good to see Ant Man, a Scott Lang in it for a little bit. It was nice to bring some of the ancillary Avengers characters in. Yeah, there, there, there are bits with Scott Ant Man that I like. My more highlight points <laughs> yes. that you think that is brilliant. I love yes. that, it was and really it was very well done the way they did that. No spoilers there, of course, yeah. but yeah, but, we just need yeah. to do. We need to do a, a spoiler special at some point, just so we can just talk yes. about all these great <laughs> moments. That if you haven't seen it, you like or screening just, about yeah. it. Podcast here. episode yeah. there, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just the entire day will just be spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. I've got to say on a side note of that that particular moment, I got it ruined for me by the release of a toy, and there's just something yeah. about these toy companies releasing these products early, which are ruining plot points for certain people, but uh, that's uh, questionable anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, out of ten, guys? Uh, seven, I think, for me. Uh, an eight? Solid eight. Yeah, um, yeah. Guy? About an eight. Yeah, I'll go eight, eight and a half. I think it's been the best one since Avengers Assemble, definitely, in my opinion. Winter Soldier was great as an espionage movie. I didn't think it was a superhero movie. So, but that's perhaps why it pushed it for me into one of my favourites. It was yeah. just that that whole cap as a it was pretty spy. much the Manchurian Candidate kind yeah. of seventies deep spy drama kind of film that they had with that feeling, which I really enjoyed. But yeah. Uh, I mean, I think this is more of a superhero movie, definitely. And we had more Black Widow in yes. Winter Soldier as well, so... Of course, yeah. Right. Hello, I'm Max Grudenchik, Rom from Deep Space Nine, and you are listening to Brum Radio.
Uh, welcome, Mr. B. Thanks awfully for having me. <laughs> yeah, it's great to see you here. Thank you. So for those audience audience members who didn't listen to our Kit of Contro, nor to you, and aren't aware of Chap Hoff, can you give us a quick brief introduction to yourself? Well, I, I'm Mr. B, the gentleman rhymer, to give me my full title, as it were. Um, yes. I do, uh, I'd say, Chap Hop, which is, well, I'm reconnecting hip-hop to... Uh, Manners and the Queen's English and what have you. Mm-hmm. Not always manners. Well, manners, but you know, yeah. there's you know certain amounts of uh, tawdry filth thrown in as well at the same time. But with you know, with a little bit of innocence as well. As well. Yeah. But um, yes, I'm, it's basically that sort of thing. If you imagine maybe Grandmaster Flash, mm-hmm. uh, Chuck D, Terry Thomas, and Noel yes. Coward and George Formby getting drunk and deciding to form a band, <laughs> it would sound something like this. So it's classic old school hip hop. With a twist from the twenties. Uh, yes, very much old school. Old school in a kind of yes, nineteen twenties style. Yeah. old school. No, that's brilliant. And your video, Chap Hop History, which is one of the best videos ever on YouTube. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, and we'll tweet our link to that one later. Is over a million views now. Yes, it is. Yes, I think it's like a million and a half or so now, which is pleasant. Mm-hmm. Top of the job. All right, so you're in town today for, as I mentioned, the Cabaret Festival, and you're forming at the old joint stock. I am indeed, Which yes, is yes. just up the road from us, here in sunny Digbeth today. It's actually sunny for a change, so I'm allowed to say sunny Digbeth. <laughs> it's yes. a beautiful old uh, converted bank building, and with a theatre around the back, if you've never been in there before, just by St. Philip's Cathedral. Uh, tickets still available, or are you sold out now? I think there's, there's a small handful. I think with, there's maybe ten people, you know, ten left, possibly. Yes. Unless so, people have bought them today. Mm-hmm. But so, yeah, it's worth a go. Yeah, very smattering handful. Might be returned on the door, but get down there quick, 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 quick. Get them. I'll, I'll be there myself tonight and super looking forward to it. You had a show last night as well? I did indeed, yes. That was great fun. Mm-hmm. That was, uh, yes, it was very nice. So it's this, this time I'm slightly doing things in a slightly odd hack. Yeah. Odd, odd, odd hack, ad hoc. I'm an odd <laughs> hack doing something ad hoc. Um, yeah. Yes, yeah, so I'm just sort of, I've not really got a, a show. I'm mm-hmm. just sort of occasionally taking requests. I did yeah. take a couple of requests last night mm-hmm. and just sort of playing the whole thing a little bit by ear. Yeah. You know, there are always standards which remain in the set at mm-hmm. all times, really, but uh, it's nice to just think, okay, well, you know, people, someone wants to hear. Yeah. You know, one track or another, no, I can just play that. So yeah. It's, yeah, it's quite pleasant. Yeah, so you've been going since 2007, so you must have a, quite a bit of a back catalogue. Yes, there's a bit of a, a canon now. There's, well, I've done about six, is it six or seven albums. I'm not exactly yeah. sure, something like that. <laughs> many LPs, many EPs, yeah. <laughs> yes, but a, few, a fair few. Mm-hmm. And you've got a new EP out at the moment, I believe. Yes, the, the Chap Trilogy mm-hmm. was out uh, recently, which, uh, yes, features, well, it's, it's sort of, it's almost my final word. I didn't, you know, I've done lots of songs about being a chap generally, yeah. and this is my way of saying, right, mm-hmm. I've said my piece now, yeah. I, I'll move on, not, I'm not moving away from being a chap or anything like that, but just, yeah. you know, the stall is well and truly set out now, Yeah. so uh, you should, I could just carry on with other things. So, um, yes, yeah. there's a remix of an old tune called Hail the Chap. Mm-hmm. And there's a new number called Damn It, It Feels Good to Be a Chap. Yeah. And what else is there? I can't remember what else is on there. <laughs> there's another one. Yeah. I can't remember. You know, these buy it and then you can listen to it exactly. and then enjoy it. Yes, that's just that's on my Bandcamp page. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, I think it's Mr. B, the gentleman rhymer at band, uh, dot bandcamp.com. I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and at, at KidsCon, where we met you last time, he was doing an acid ragtime jazz DJ set. Is that something you do quite often? Uh, every now and again, yes, yes, I did it at a festival last year, and that's mm-hmm. my, well, I, I've had, a, well, I'm just working on the second one now, my uh, Chapstep uh, <laughs> series of albums, the first one's called Acid Ragtime, Chapstep yeah. Volume 1, and it's, it's, it's the dance music version of what I do, really, it's yeah. sort of acid house meets chapism, mm-hmm. and it's, it's quite good fun. Yeah, I can imagine that's a great listen, yeah. and so, um, what would you describe as the main characteristics of being a chap, then? Well... 
I think one, you know, one must uh, well, you know, appreciate the fine things of life, but at the yeah. same time realise that most of them are pre- fairly ludicrous. Yeah. So it's, yeah, certainly, I mean, dressing well, and that's mm-hmm. the thing. Yeah. Manners, things like that. Yeah. And then also just being a bit daft and just being, and there's a, you know, there's a very, you know, obviously, I think, you know, someone said the Americans have cowboys and we have chaps. Mm-hmm. And it's... It's that's you know very sort of Terry Thomas sort of old school English gent type thing. Would you class like Terry, Terry Thomas, Thomas as a chap or a cad? Well, these things these these things cross over. Yeah. There are crossovers between cads, dandies, chaps, yeah. all that sort of thing. So it's it all encompassing, really. They're just all versions of chaps, I think. Yeah. So I always thought a cad was the opposite of a chap with the well, very risque behaviour. Yes, I mean, but you know, risque behaviour can be. Yeah. It can be chappish. It can be chappish. Yes, but you know, one yeah. must always try and be. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, try and be decent, even if yes. one, you know, deep down maybe isn't. Yeah, I mean, I think facial grooming is definitely a big part of it. I mean, you've got the worst, worst wonderful moustache here. Oh, you're surrounded you. by people with probably lazy beards. Scruffy beards. <laughs> yeah, Scruffy yeah, beards. Beard. moustaches. <laughs> <laughs> Disappointed in you all, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. This is as good as it gets with this, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can't have everything. Yes. So ladies who would like to... Show chap qualities, so like George. <laughs> yeah, can ladies be chaps? How, how would I go about? Ladies can be chaps. Well, very much the same way in a way. I mean, there's obviously it's like, you know, there are many lady chaps that I know who mm-hmm. who dress like a chap. You know, dress in a tweed suit and things like that. But there's also, you no, know, ladies are very much chaps as well. This is the thing. Calling it a chap seems yeah. to be slightly gender specific, but it's not really. Ladies mm-hmm. can be chaps too. Yeah. I mean, everybody can put on gentlemanly or ladylike behaviour, of course. Absolutely. And it's not—it's not a bad thing to be nice to your fellow person, which I think it should be the founding. Absolutely. Being a Absolutely. But one can be, you know, a little cheeky at the same time. Yeah. You're listening to Geeky Brummy on Brum Radio. Regular listeners might know today is Free Comic Book Day. Yay! Yay! <laughs> so this is a great way to encourage people to go down to the local comic book store and get lots of free stuff for free. <laughs> but uh, we record a little bit of documentary to give you a bit of background on that, so have a listen. There are about 60 million, that's 60 million, comic books published every month in the United States. Created from the cosmic legends of the universe, Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman, Aquaman... As you're probably aware, today is Free Comic Book Day, held on the first Saturday in May every year. Free Comic Book Day is an international event launched by the North American comic book industry. It was aimed to bring comic fans and new readers to the world of independent comic book stores. The event was first launched in 2002, and with each year has become an even bigger and bigger success. The event is coordinated by the largest distributor in the comic book industry, Diamond Comic Distributors. The event is now in its landmark 15th year. Traditionally, the event coincides with a major superhero cinema release. Back in 2002 when it began, it was Tobey Maguire's original Spider-Man movie, and now in 2016 it can coincides with the release of Captain America's Civil War. Certain stores will have promotional items such as posters and tie-ins that they will give away during the event. However, in 2016 there's now a lineup of over 50 titles ranging from all sorts of comic book styles, including Captain America, Archie, Doctor Who and a top-secret DC comic which will be an offer for those who have attended the event. Very much like Record Store Day which we mentioned a few weeks ago, keen comic fans will queue outside their store on a Saturday morning aiming to get their hands on these free books. Ultimately, the days are really about supporting your local comic store and having fun with your fellow comic reading friends. Keep 
Keith Bloomfield, our comics expert and big fan of Nostalgia and Comics. An event like Free Comic Book Day is really important to the comic book industry because it's an opportunity to get readers, old and new, back into their local comic book stores. Uh, it's a great way for parents who perhaps read comics in their youth to find new titles that they can take their children to uh, and pick up new books without having to plunk down lots of money initially they can find titles that might be appropriate for them so I think it's really important just to get people back into that idea of reading comics and going to a comic book shop Cosplay correspondent George Ellesmere who cosplays as Caramel Latte Kiss Free Comic Book Day I think is enormously important to uh, to the comics book industry I think just to encourage people to visit the local store rather than buy online to just kind of actually get them through the doors it's half the battle once they're there they're going to yeah, feel know that there is that resource there for them and it, it's about building community if you get people in the doors you know it's there you know who else is there you know what you, what you can pick up it's a great way to discover new comics new titles you might not otherwise have picked up too I think free comic book day is a massively important thing to the comic industry a lot of people are moving into digital distribution channels now where you don't actually get the experience of going to a comic book store flicking through the titles finding stuff that you'll never see anywhere else and gives you that int- chance to go meet fellow comic fans introduce yourself find people who are on similar titles uh, talk to the staff see their recommendations and it's a brilliant way to get yourself in more involved in the world with comics rather than just having to read a few issues once a week keith bloomfield the diggle to my oliver queen and comics expert since the first free comic book day been quite astonishing how many new publishers have come into the comic book industry and how many different books and diverse books are now available to the comic buying audience. Originally you'd probably only have kind of the major players in the in the field, the Marvels, the DCs, but now you've got people like Boom Studios, IDW, Dark Horse, all of these publishers that are putting out books for readers of all ages. You've got content out there that will be for mature readers. You've got content out there that will be for younger readers. You've got all of the licensed materials. You've got titles like Adventure Time, The Simpsons. And it's a way of getting young people into the comics. So having that diversity of titles is better. And now we've got to the point where even British comics are joining in Free Comic Book Day. So over the past few years, we've had 2000 AD putting their title out, which is great for us in the UK because we know that title, but it also gets these uh, American readers into what is going on in British comics. Our cosplay correspondent, George Ellesmere. I've done several in-store events for things like Free Comic Book Day and other kind of comic store events, and it is the vibe is fantastic for me as a, as a costumer to be there and seeing other people's excitement for it, particularly with kids who are just beside themselves to meet their hero. It's a, it's a really incredible thing. And I think it's a brilliant way to introduce people who have probably never been in the shop and are a bit unsure about what titles they'll want to see, what they'd like to see. And it's a great way to see what the range of material is you can find there. It's always friendly, it's always a massive queue, it's always good to talk to other people whilst you're there. I think we just read a lot of uh, comic books. And it just happened to come out then. Well, I'm... Because comic books make things... Uh... Uh, the way they are really today. Hi, this is Aaron Gray from Buck Rogers in the 25th century, and you're listening to Brum Radio. Okay, so panel and cosplay this week is uh, the turn of the geeky Brummy himself. Ryan has gone to <laughs> gone to the pound shop with a fiver to spend to build a costume and has come up with something quite spectacular. <laughs> it's, pre- it's pretty impressive, mate. Yeah, it's different. Ryan, do you want to talk us through what you've bought and what you've built with it? Well, as you can see, I'm probably good. As you can see on our Twitter feed later on, I am dressed as Batman. He's dressed as Batman. Yes. He so needs to come closer to the mic. I am coming closer to the mic. Give us your best Batman voice. I'm Batman. 
That's as good as it's going to get. Right, so I am dressed in Charlie Dimmock's finest weed proofing. Continuing <laughs> so the Ground Force theme from last week. Theme. Uh, we have the Batman symbol made from yellow acrylic paint. I have a pair of the world's cheapest sunglasses underneath my Batman helmet, and it's all held together with tape. <laughs> I got two rolls for a pound. Can't really argue for that price. It's quite something, guys. Definitely go across to our Twitter to check this out. You do not want to miss this beautiful costume. Uh, if you saw the wonder that was Baymax made out of plastic sheeting last week, this is about there, I think, on Coldsea. I mean, I've gone on and see that. I think he's probably topped me on that. I mean, Mr. B, what do you think of this uh, mar- marvellous costume? I am impressed, I have to say. <laughs> this, is, you know, this is the whole thing. You know, you don't have to have lots of money to be able to make incredible special effects. <laughs> Definitely not. I mean, I'm going to have to take the helmet off, otherwise I will die of dehydration. It is the most warmest thing in the world, as I'm in Bruce Wayne's tux underneath this. <laughs> you know, I do it's feel, a double I cosplay. Do, I do feel that, mate, because I felt really hot under mine last week, so... Uh, it makes you wonder how the real superheroes do it, doesn't you? Like, you know... They- they can't be good at this time of year. Super probably, in the summer. There's probably practical. some wicking in their in their outfits. I would <laughs> imagine. Have to be. So <laughs> it keeps the sweat away from the body or something like that. You know, like running gear. That's the thing. <laughs> Put it Definitely. this way: I know why Batman works at night. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, that's also that. That probably helps. <laughs> I mean, what was the uh, what was the total cost of the costume, Ryan? Or did you already say the total cost? Sorry, I forgot to mention. There's a pair of slippers which were acting as my shoulder guards. <laughs> <laughs> the total cost of the costume was five pounds. That was two two rolls of Charlie Dimmock's most approved weed kit weed prevention material as I couldn't find black bags in Poundland what the hell's going on with that um, we had a pound for the yellow tape uh, yellow paint for the Batman symbol we had a pound for the slippers and a pound for the sellotape which I still have 50p's worth left nice and reusable then so uh, there you go that was <laughs> a practical costume environmentally friendly as well I must, I must say it did remind me of those early serialised Batman uh, yeah. things that you used to you got in the 1930s it was better than that costume it was yeah. like you could do your own episodic TV show now in that yeah. costume well I was thinking more of uh, the Dark Knight when you had the Batman impersonators floating around the city <laughs> Now, I did feel like a very bad Batman in person. And, and now everybody can do that yes. for under £5. We could flood the streets of Birmingham with, yeah. ba- with Dark Knights. With yeah. Batmen. Exactly. So I'm going to put a picture of that on Twitter in a minute so you can yeah. all feast your eyes on uh, the Geeky Brummy as Batman. And George, you're smiling, but it's your turn next week. <laughs> I know, I'm really scared. I'd like to say, as the resident cosplayer of the group, I feel there's extra pressure to make something brilliant out of tat from, from the pound shop. But, yeah. I recommend Charlie Dimmock's Ground Force material. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we've sort of accidentally created this kind of Ground Force materials theme here, but yeah. we'll see how we go. Tommy Walsh last week. Yeah, it was so. Tommy yeah. Walsh's white dust sheets last week for Baymax. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> it's not deliberate. But. There was nothing Titch March related, so we're going to run dry on that well very quickly. <laughs> I'm Batman, and I listen to the Geeky Brummy Show every Saturday. And thanks very much to all our guests today. Thank you to Mr B for joining us. A pleasure, a pleasure. Look forward to seeing the act tonight. Uh, thanks to Keith, thanks to George, thanks to Guy, thanks to Dave and everybody who's always involved with the show. And we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Hey, everybody. John Barrowman here, and you are listening to Brum Radio. Good afternoon, all. It's me, the Geeky Brummy, here on Room Radio. Hello, everybody. Uh, I'm joined this week by Keith, as always. Hi, Keith. Morning. Afternoon, uh, sorry. We, afternoon, yep. Yeah. <laughs> and we've got George and the other half of Safe Harbor Cosplay today, David. Hello, both. Hi. How you doing, guys? And as usual, Guy ready the deck for us. Hello. How is everybody this happy Saturday morning? Please tweet in and give us a shout-out if you can. Um, what is this music, Guy? 
you have come on today to the theme tune from Lovejoy, classic BBC Saturday night drama, Sunday night dramas on Ian McShane. I wondered what it was because uh, I know Ian McShane more from um, Deadwood and of course he's going to be in Game of Thrones this season. Uh, calling back to our Game of Thrones special we did a few weeks ago, which you can listen to on our Mixcloud. So uh, if you can do that as well. Uh, you heard before we started the wonderful tones of Mr. B, who was in last week with us, and also available on our Mixcloud, of course. And then our Eurovision intro track, which was Lordy Hard Rock Hallelujah, which won a few years ago. It was probably the best ever Eurovision winning theme, apart from possibly making your mind up. Bit of a fan there, guy. Not really a fan of that one, to be honest with you. I, I like, wish you could um, see the faces making, guys. It's, uh, <laughs> just the disgust. You can't beat a bit of books, Fizz. <laughs> I like the land of make-believe, but uh, I'm not feeling that track. I'm more of a Diner International fan. Mm-hmm. But tonight is, of course, Eurovision night. Um, had the semi-finals in this week, and tonight's going to be the big reveal. Is everybody going to be watching it in the studio? Dave doesn't think he is, but yes. <laughs> I, may, I may tune in a few times to just see how Graham yes. Norton uh, is going. Guy? I'm, I'm definitely up for it, so... Yeah, I'm probably going to be watching it with Wifey and we'll probably be live-tweeting it out based on what ridiculousness happens, which there always is some ridiculousness. And now, it's time for... How Shop Cosplay! And now it's time, of course, for Poundland Cosplay. And this week we've forced our resident cosplayer, George, to do this one. And it is a fantastic outfit, I must say, including period correct sword. It is, yeah. Uh, I've gone for the extra effort, and I'm Zorro this week. <laughs> it was surprisingly difficult, actually. I think I, I really struggled turning off my cosplay brain. I wanted to make something that was super accurate and had to get over <laughs> myself completely. I stood in Poundland like, don't know what to do. But I decided to take advantage of being probably the only one in the studio who can fit into the kids' props. And I bought their masked <laughs> bandit kit and made myself a cape yes. out so of the same glorious material from Charlie Dimmick that you used for, uh, for Charlie, Batman last Charlie week. Charlie Dimmick's uh, wonderful <laughs> weed netting for it's a grand stuff. price of a pound. Yes, it's yeah, brilliant so I spent stuff. a grand title of two quid. In grand the, total of two pounds. Yeah. Oh, Bargain no. costume. So now I'm the most <laughs> expensive cosplayer out of the three of us because you both got down for two quid. And this means it's Keith's turn next time. Yeah, I've got, I've got, I've got a few ideas. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to spend a lot of time in Poundland now, just going, <laughs> what can I make with this stuff? <laughs> but yeah, t- I don't think I can do it for two pound though. I think I'm going to, I'm going to go for the limit. I mean, two pound is a fantastic amount of budget there, I must say. Definitely, that's certainly right. the cheapest costume I've ever made. Yeah, so we've just popped that up yeah. on our Twitter feed now. If you want to take a picture of George in a wonderful Zorro outfit, <laughs> this is Greg Grunberg from both Star movies. Track and war, and you are listening to Brum Radio. Uh, now we're going to have a quick chat with David and George. Hi, guys. Hi. Hello, right. George is now a familiar face to the show for everybody. But we have the second half of Safe Half of Cosplay in this week, and you cosplay yourself under Aces and Armor Cosplay, isn't that right? Yeah, David? I've been, I've had that since about, well, about November 2014, something like that. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've been cosplaying as a team for just over a year, I guess, about that. Yeah, 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 yeah year gone March. So how did you guys meet to cosplay? Uh, actually, through cosplay, we met at a photo shoot um, last Christmas, a uh, Gotham-themed photo shoot down yeah. at the Custer Factory, actually, just down oh, the road. Just down the road from us yeah. in Sunny Digworth, yeah. Yeah, I can't get rid of him now. <laughs> <laughs> no matter how much, how much yeah. he drives. <laughs> yeah. So what do what's the usual cosplay for you both? Rogue and Gambit, X-Men is our, uh, yes. is our go-to. Yeah. But you have a funky twist on Gambit I believe David yeah I'm, uh, well, we've got a couple of 
different variations in the works, but at the moment, my two are classic 90s Gambit, and I'm currently working on a Jedi version of Gambit, mm. which... Any yeah. excuse to play with the lightsaber? <laughs> Pretty much. Well, that's that's most men's <laughs> excuse. You need an excuse yes. for that. <laughs> Who doesn't want to hold a glowing fluorescent tube and pretend they're a Jedi? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, um, so how often do you manage to get up and team up and cosplay during the year? Pretty often. This year's been quite laid back so yeah. far. Last year we we kind of we hit cosplay burnout. I yeah, think didn't we, we last year? We did. So. Yeah, we we overdid it last year. <laughs> <laughs> but usually, kind of sort of every other month or so, we yeah, usually get out. Yeah, we're averaging about events. once a month. Once once a month. At the minute, yeah. Yeah. So you both at Birmingham Comics Festival a few weeks yeah. ago, we which we got a chance to interview the entire X Men group. And um, what events are you coming up that we can find you at? Uh, the next time we're both out is for MCM London in May, which is the 27th? 27th yeah, 27th to the 29th. Yeah, it's not far yeah. away at all, not no, far a couple of weeks. Not at yeah. all, no. But yeah, we'll be out at that one with the, actually with the full X-Men group, pretty much, yeah. for, on the Sunday, but we've got yeah. different costumes going on all weekend. Out. Yeah. Right, so now we're going to have a bit of a challenge between the two of you. Uh, right, we're going to do a bit of a Mr. and Mrs. kind of themed episode uh, basically with what we're going to do is we're going to question George about Gambit so David's character and we're going to and we're going to um, quiz David about George's character which is Rogue alright so David you're going to go first and okay. we are here ready with our quiz buzzer so we so we're going to be either going for yes or for no uh, so are you ready to start yep Right, so we're going to have five questions each and we have a tiebreaker in case we're keeping it up and got to keep an eye on the scores. So for question number one there, Dave, um, which county and state is Rogue from? Caldecott County, Mississippi. Correct. All right, question number two, who did Rogue absorb to gain her Kree powers? That's easy. Miss Marvel. Correct. (laughs) All right, in the 1990s cartoon, who did Rogue turn to in her desire to become normal? Graydon Creed? Unfortunately, it was Dr. Adler. That's the one. Yes. Uh, so, question number four, who is Rogue's mother? Mystique. Correct. And final question for you, in Uncanny X-Men, Rogue put together a team to defeat who? Ah, uh, uh, you've got me there. Um, Apocalypse? Unfortunately, it was the Children of the Vault. Oh, right. That last so one was tricky. That was a score of guy. It was a total score of three. <laughs> so very well done. <laughs> Respectable. Yes. Yeah. There's so some hard questions. I there. think I'd have got the same actually. To be yeah. fair, <laughs> that's supposed to be my character. <laughs> right. So George, it's your turn on Gambit now. Oh God. So uh, question number one: What group was Gambit part of before joining the X-Men? It's like the Guild of Thieves. Correct. Uh, question number two: What is Gambit's middle name? Oh. Oh, oh my God! This is Remy LeBeau, but what is his? Oh, I didn't even know I had a middle name. I've got no idea. <laughs> Unfortunately, David, do you know this one? Etienne. Etienne is correct. Ah. Right. <laughs> Question number three: What two languages can Gambit is Gambit fluent in? English and French. I would guess Creole. Yeah, I'll, I'll oh, give it to you. It's English okay. and French Cajun. French Cajun. Oh, that's right. close. What was Gambit's original title given to him by the Antiquary when he was inducted into the Thieves Guild as a child? Uh, past <laughs> it was Le Diablo Blanc or the White Devil Ooh. and question number five uh, when he went over to Apocalypse what one of the four horsemen was Gambit Gambit was death correct so guy with the scores 
It's, it's free all, so I'm going to get a tiebreaker oh. question now. Right, so the tiebreaker question is, Rogue was originally supposed to appear in Mar Miss Marvel issue 25, but this was cancelled and her appearance was delayed for 10 years. Um, what year was this appearance supposed to be released? Was it A, 1977, B, 1979, or C, 1981? Ah. Uh, C, I think. You going with C, Dave? No, George. it must be earlier than that because she was already in the comics by then. Ah, I'm going to go with B. 1979. Yeah. Correct. <sighs> George wins. Congratulations to George. Thank you. That's a brilliant one. <laughs> <laughs> I did not think I was going to get that then. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so those were some seriously hard questions there. How do you feel now? I feel good. Victorious. Yeah. I thought I knew more about Gambit than that. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it, if she'd lost, I'd only, only heard about it all night. So maybe, <laughs> maybe a good thing that she won. Well, it's her birthday this week. So it wow. is. It's yeah. an early birthday present for yes. her. Last week, of course, was Free Comic Book Day, and we did mention that quite a lot, probably. <laughs> but uh, we actually went and got some recordings of people whilst we were at Free Comic Book Day. So we're just going to have a quick listen to them now. So enjoy about 10 or so years ago and it's when the publishers sell a range of promotional comics which can either be the start of a big event like this year we've got a new one for Captain America that's coming out we've got the start of the second Civil War event for Marvel Comics um, we've got a Suicide Squad because obviously DC are doing the Suicide Squad movie and it's also a chance for more smaller publishers like Boom and IDW and even a couple of manga publishers to like get out a small title to get more readership in it really to get more interest going on and it's grown and grown in the last few years as more <coughs> awareness of it has gone on and it's like it's kind of like geek Christmas because a lot of comic book shops really celebrate it because it's a really important day because the we buy in the comics so they're free for all our lovely customers but it's not technically free for us so we like people to come in spend you know buy a graphic novel buy an action figure and really kind of revel in the day which is basically it is our little christmas uh, it's, it's got bigger and bigger every year so how, definitely how, how successful has it been this year um so far it's still quite early it's still quite early in the day but a lot of people like to put off buying their pool list until today I'll put off buying that graph novel put off buying that action figure so they can come in and get it on today so they can get to the point of getting on for comic book day so what have, been, what have the most popular titles been today? Um, this year we've had oh what, what's gone um, we had a Serenity book as in the continuation of Firefly so obviously that's never not been popular in the past several years since that finished that's gone. We have the Captain America title has been really popular. The Civil War book for the new events been really popular because it was timed at the film as well. We've got a DC Superhero Girls for the younger reader. That's been really, really popular along with um, we have SpongeBob SquarePants and Mongo Comics because the publishers really try and cater for the young reader today as well, which is really important. I'm Finley and I like comics because they're, they're, they're old-fashioned and they're cool. Who are your favourite characters? Iron Man, Captain America and Spider-Man. I've already been here um, once before. We just came to get some pop figures. Who have you got? I've 
I've got Captain America from the Civil War film. Well, I'm Seth and I really like superheroes because I really like the Lego superheroes. Well, I like play with a lot of like Lego toys and I read some comics. Who would you like to introduce your dad? Um, yeah. Who that is? Uh, well, it's Ian Eddington, and um, it's going to be—he's going to be on now. Good morning, I'm fine. Thank you. I'm amazed I'm actually out on a Saturday morning with these two, trying to get them out of the house. But um, we've missed free comic book day the last few years because trying to get them out of the house has been a trouble. But uh, it's a sunny day, and I convinced them to come, and so we, and it's it's great. The queue is enormous. It's amazing. It was never this big when I when I was a lad. So. Um, it's, it's really good. I'm just kind of come for potluck and have a have a look. Um, Arkea used to do really nice uh, mouse guard hardcovers, so I just don't know if they're still do those because they were in it. I've got a couple of those from past years, so they'd be nice. Um, but anything for these and. and uh... hey, well, thank you very much, guys. That's fantastic. Thank you. Hi. Um, I love comics, so that's why I'm here. I um, come to get mainly the Civil War and that kind of comics the 2000 AD I was going I want to use this opportunity to get into different books as well so what do you think about free comic books it's a great idea probably the best idea anyone's ever had <laughs> how did nostalgia do into looking at you as a customer great they're really good every time I come in they're all so friendly and it's a, I'd recommend this store to anyone hello I want to have a pinchback and I like the comics because you know it's just interesting in it Hello, I'm Sunny Ruan and I like this day because I, I'm cheap and I like free stuff. <laughs> Are you looking to pick up any particular titles this morning? Uh, not really. I'm just looking for the cool free stuff. I'm looking for a 2000 AD actually. I'm a really big fan of that. Okay. And have you been to Free Comic Book Day before? Yeah, last year. I came last year. Is it busier this year? Uh, yeah, I think. Maybe. I came like, late yeah, last year, so I'm not sure. I came when like, most of the stuff was gone. So here, here we are with some more eager comic book buyers. Would you like to tell me what you're here for for comic book day and what you what you like, what superheroes you're into? Manga. What kind of titles do you like? Um, Dragon Ball. Why are you here tonight? I want to be part of the free comic book day. My name's Ethan and I'm here to get some free comics. Well, to be fair, my name's Stuart. I actually came up just to get my normal monthly pool list and didn't even know it was free comics book day until I got here. I've been coming up for years. He started getting old enough, so I decided to start bringing him up. And he's, he's helped that the new glutter films coming out. It's got him more interested as well, to be fair. I'm Ethan, and I'm dressed up as Batman because I'm Brendan, and I'm dressed up as Obi-Wan Kenobi. I'm hiding, and I'm dressed up as Ezra. So why are you here today? Because I just want to have a look around the comics and see what, what free comics you get. Because I want to win the competition. Because I want to win the competition and see what's around. So one of the things that Nostalgia are doing as part of their free comic book day is a competition for aspiring artists to bring in their uh, drawings so we can all see what they're like. And Tell me about who you've drawn. Ezra. I've drawn a Luke Skywalker. Do you, have you come to Free Comic Book Day before? No. This is your first time? Yeah. And what do you think so far? Good. Good? Fantastic. Keep moving on. They keep the queue, keeps moving. Would you come again? Yeah. And have you been, are you customers of Nostalgia and Comics normally? 
This is probably our fourth time. What kind of characters and comics are you looking to pick up? Civil War, Marvel comics, Star Wars, Star Wars. Well, thank you very much, guys. I'll let you get your comics. Thank you. Right, I'm here at Free Comic Day with Batman. Batman, why do you think Free Comic Day is important? I think everyone should have an opportunity to get into comic books. <laughs> it's a good form of literacy for all ages. <laughs> it definitely is. Was there anything in particular that's been out that you were excited about that you wanted to get your hands on today? I shouldn't really say this, but it's a Marvel title. <laughs> I really want to get Civil War. Sorry, we won't tell anyone. It's okay. okay. Secret's safe with us. Good. <laughs> Has it been a good day? Uh, yes, the turn has been really good. Uh, everyone's been very civil and just and um, well behaved. And thank you to all the people there on Free Comic Book Day who uh, had a chance to come and chat to us. And thank you very much, Keith, as well, because Keith got most of the Vox there and George got a couple too. Yeah, nobody wanted to talk to me. Also, being in costume clearly freaked people out too much. <laughs> they were just starstruck by seeing Rogue. It was a very nice casual Rogue. Yeah. It was. Yeah, I was very impressed with that. Yeah, was it the most comfortable Rogue you've ever had to dress in and cosplay? It was. It was so comfortable. I just complete convert now to, uh, to casual cosplay. Yeah. Cool. Hello, this is Mr. B, the Gentleman Rhymer here on Brum Radio. Right, yeah. so next we're going to have another little feature. Uh, this uh, is related to Top Trumps cards. It's time to play Top Trumps. All right, so, so if nobody's ever heard of Top Trumps before, basically you get a series of cards with uh, characters from a range of places uh, and each of the top trumps have values for certain things on there and each of the values uh, compared to other top trumps this week we're actually doing Transformers top trumps as it's the 30th anniversary of top Transformers this year, did you know that guy? I didn't, no, no so it's been going, yeah it's been going 30 <laughs> years now it's one of my favourite of all time little kids TV shows, one of my mate's favourites ones Dave, you a fan of Transformers? Yeah, I grew up, grew up a lot watching it in, uh, in Holland when yeah. I was very little but yeah, lots of yeah. memories. Am I the only one who can't tell the difference between any of the robots? Ooh. I I'm going to have to hand <laughs> in my geek card, I'm yes. sorry. <laughs> Return the geek no card idea. and leave it. <laughs> hand in your geek card on the way out. <laughs> but no, so they're brilliant. So we've all got some cards. We've all got different values in our cards. I'm going to start off first, and we're going to pick a category. So my first category I'm going for is power. So Guy, can you tell me who, which character you have and what, what's their power rating? I have an individual called Grapple, and his power is 49. Ooh, quite high up there. David? I've got Shockwave, his is 48. Oh, pretty close. I've got Ironhide, who's a lowly 32. Only 32 for Ironhide? That's wow. shocking. That's <laughs> George? I've got the only Transformer I've actually heard of. I've got Optimus Prime, who has a power rating of 50. Ooh, I also have Jeez. a power rating of 50, but I have Devastator. Oh, so nice. that's a tie, that one. That is. Guy, your turn next. Alright, so uh, <laughs> I've got someone called Grimlock. Uh, I'm going to go... I'm Grimlock, gonna go... best dinosaur. I like you, uh, you said someone called Grimlock. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How would you not know who Grimlock is? <laughs> Grimlock's the best. I'm going to take the power category again on this. I'm going to go... Uh, it's 49 again for me, so power. What have you got, people? Okay, I'm going to go with Braun, who's only 32. A little disappointing. Mm. I was thinking this would probably be my best card. It's Megatron, whose power is 48. Ooh. Losing out to Grimlock. 
I've got Ratchet, who's only 28. Only 28? Mm-hmm. Right, I have Frenzy, so one of um, Soundwave's little tape deck bots. And I've got a lowly power of 15. So. I won. Yeah. <laughs> right, David, your turn to pick. Right, I'm going to go for. I think Disguise. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go with Soundwave, who Ooh. is disguised of 18. Impressive. Oh, interesting man, because I've got Laserbeak, Ooh. who is also an 18. <laughs> Pretty tight. <laughs> I've got Ransack, who's a 20. Wow. <laughs> I think you're winning there. Ransack. Ransack. Yeah. Yeah. Ransack. Looks yes. like a big wasp. Yeah. Sounds like yes. a really sort I remember of him now. Watching <laughs> character names. I don't know. Yeah. One of the short lived ones. Yeah. <laughs> I have Wind Charger, who's one of the most disappointing of oil all Transformers. Yep. And his disguise rating is fifteen, so I think George wins that one. Did George win that one? Didn't even okay. ask me. Sorry. Didn't Guys, even ask me. I apologise. That's okay, because I'm not going to win this one. <laughs> I got Hound, and his disguise is 16. Oh, oh that's disappointing there. All right, who's next? Uh, it's going to be me. I've got the, uh, my rounds. I've got a terrible card. I've got an awesome Transformer, Jazz. Yes. Uh, and I've always categorized. I'm going to have to go with his top Trump rating, which is 13. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I'm going to match you with a 13 for Ravage. Right, I'm going to go with Thundercracker, who is one of... (laughs) (laughs) Is that a real Transformer? Thundercracker (laughs) is one of Starscream's little minions. Yes. (laughs) Yes, but his top trip training is a lowly five. (laughs) See, I thought I had a good name on my card here, but um, I think you've beat me a Thundercracker. I've got Huffer, (laughs) whose rating is three. And looks like I'm going to take this one. I'm going with the best one of all, Bumblebee. Top Trump's 14. Whoa, Ooh, David wins that one. Very impressive. Right, and George to finish us off. Uh, I've got a Blitzwing, and I'm going to go for. I'm going to go for Speed. Is a speed of eight. Ooh, impressive. I have Starscream, so to go along with Thundercracker, who is now Guy's ultimately favourite name Transformer. And he has a speed rating of nine. I've got a Cliff Jumper, <laughs> who I really would only imagine likes to jump off cliffs. His speed is six. But you'd think if he was jumping off a cliff, he might be a bit faster. You'd think so, yes. That's not jumping, that's just falling. (laughs) Falling with style. Yes. Um, I'm going to go with Skywarp to match uh, Starscream and Thundercracker. Yep. Uh, He's only got a three, which is... He's a jet! Yeah. (laughs) How's a jet only got a three? He's got a broken engine. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think I'm going to do very well. I've got, I've got a Transformer here whose, whose power is transforming into a yellow and green rhinoceros. Speed. <laughs> uh, and his speed's only two. So. That is quite a lazy Aww. speed there. So I yeah. think I won with a speed of nine there. Well Good for me. <laughs> All right, guys, we've been tightening up the scores. Who's our winner for the week? Oh, sorry, I, no. I, sorry, I guys. Bonus round. A bonus uh, round. <laughs> bonus Just round. to finish us off. Is it, is it my turn again? Yeah, it's your turn again then. All right, I'm going to go. I've got Cosmos. That's an yes. impressive name. Um, Cosmos is a, is a spaceship and usually remains in orbit. Uh, he's power, 50. Wow. Ooh. Very nice. Um, I'm going with Sea Spray, who transforms into a hovercraft. <laughs> Useful. 
Um, his power's only a 20, so... Yeah. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm, sure, I'm not sure whether all of these characters are actual real Transformers. <laughs> I've got Astro Train. Uh, Astro Train, yes. What, he, was, he was awesome. He had one of the best roles in the Transformers he movie. Was a, he, was a, he turns into a steam train and space shuttle. Yeah, yeah. what more combination could you want? Steampunk Transformers? Yes. What category were we doing? I've got power. It was power. Power, power. Uh, 45. Oh. He's a train. Uh, I've got Blue Streak, who apparently doesn't turn into anything. It just says that his chat is as flashy as his look, which is good to know. Um, but his power is only 25. All right. And to finish off, I have Topspin, who's not a tennis-playing Transformer, <laughs> unfortunately. He's part of the Wrecking Crew, apparently. And his power is a 48, which is quite impressive, but still not enough to beat Guy, I think. It's a three-way tie, so Ooh. we're going to have to have a round in. Yeah, so we'll have another round next week of Top Trump, so keep listening. We'll have different Top Trumps each week. Should we, so. should we all do a winner's speech? Because we all technically won, I yeah, think. Yeah, we can all do a winner's <laughs> speech. I think that's what's needed, so... Yeah. Uh, so I think we're all very impressed with that. Good going, guys. Definitely. Yeah. For someone who knows nothing of Transformers, I feel really proud that, yeah, that, yes. that, well done. that happened there. I mean, to be honest, I don't think I could have done it without the uh, the help of Grapple. Uh, <laughs> him. I'd like to thank uh, Gridlock, thank the Academy, uh, Hound, um, Cliff Jumper pulled out great for me. Cosmos pulled it last minute. But yeah. I mean, I'm my personal favourite, and I've got to say, helped me through the game a lot. Huffer. <laughs> uh, I must also thank Thundercracker for being the best named Autobot uh, Decepticon of all time, according to Guy. Yep, Keith. Have we got any words to say for our winner's speech? I did I win? I thought I did particularly <laughs> badly through there. Uh, well, I, you know, as 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 a, a long-time Transformers fan, I think I was given a very poor hand, and I'd like to say no thanks at all to my Transformers. <laughs> Well, so thank you very much to our special guests today, David and George and Keith and me. everybody else for having us in. Thank you to Guy for having us here. It's a pleasure. Yeah, as always. Uh, on to the reviews then. Uh, let's start with uh, Supergirl versus the Master Jailer. Ooh. See, I was a week yes. behind, I should point out, with Supergirl because of the way this is recorded. Yeah. Uh, so With his acts of Doom, or Scythe of Doom. Though. Scythe of Doom, again, it was a... Uh, yeah, it was a bit heavy on Scythe this week. Yeah, so I thought it was a lot of um, high technology where it ended up looking showy but not being that effective. Yeah. But no, it was it was actually a nice little moral story. I, I like the parallels between what the um, Supergirl's team were doing, keeping yes. people captive, and what he was doing. I actually liked this episode. Uh, it was true justice in the American way was under threat. Yes. That's when, actually the title of the episode. It was, it was actually very close current political thing. Yeah. Like, do you keep somebody who's in danger of yeah. doing something which is pretty much going to be a terrorist act yeah. or without trial? Yeah. And that was pretty much the whole theme of the show. Even was, though, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's not an excuse, but that guy targets the hero instead of the yes. bad guys. I mean, yeah. Uh, moving on to S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, it's all getting towards a climax there as well. Yeah, there were some great scenes in this one. Finally, we get the Fitzsimmons relationship. Three yeah. years, and they're probably one of them will die soon anyway. So it's the only reason they're together. <laughs> Predictions. But good so, to bring Creek technology in, which you may yeah. have the Gardens of the Galaxy film. Yeah. yeah. And they're tying it back quite well now to the expanded universe a bit yeah. more. Yeah. And I think this is pretty much a quite a bit of a build-up for the Inhumans film. Right. Coming out after, I think it's between... Um, Avengers 3 part 1 and part 2 from Infinity War oh right well is the Thor on the way and yes because we've got Ragnarok coming up as well yeah. I think this is going to fit in between the two parts of Infinity War okay no, I see but uh, and there's the best scene I thought was um, Simmons standing up to Hive 
yeah. shot him as well. But the fact that he used uh, the guy on the planet against her, and then she said, "No, that's not. You're just doing that to hurt me." And I, I she really stood up to him. Yeah. That was a really powerful scene. I thought we we were liking for explosions and our yes. and our big dramatic scenes, but that one was really uh, well acted and yeah. a very good scene actually. It was uh, quite a bit of the family dynamic as well with whole mm. May being mother, yes. Colson being father and Daisy yeah. being the daughter. And well, Colson is a judge, I'll tell you this now. I've seen BattleBots <laughs> and yes. he is basically filling time as yeah. a judge in BattleBots. <laughs> Waiting but for the return of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. yeah, he just basically showed up and he was there. And Did he have his damn robotic hand? There was a robot called Son of Waiachi and he said, ah, oh, I'm so excited to see the return of Waiachi. Yes. And like, oh, yeah, it was Son of Waiachi. If listeners don't know, BattleBots is the American version of Robot. Yeah, Wars. nice to see Colson. And Actually, this week? No, the normal man. The normal man. The normal man. The uh, slope. The slope. Just, <laughs> just call him slope. The yes. walk. The hologram, yeah. actually. Because yes. he's using a hologram. Clever, yes. actually, to do that. And he would run on the treadmill to power the hologram. I'm not quite sure it actually yeah. logistically or logically works out, but it's still a good yeah. idea. So to- if you missed last week's TV talk, he's... Power was stolen by evil, evil Zoom, yeah. aka Jay Garrick, aka yes. the original Flash Murder. Now, again, another metahuman turns up. Was this one that was built up quite a lot? Is this quite a famous metahuman? Because he had quite the build up, the brother of Cisco Ramon. They didn't use him very much, no, did they? No, they didn't use him much because he basically used his special axe again yeah. to sh- shoot a few nice fireballs and then rip the rear. W- window and um, rip the weird door off a van. Yes. Oh, that was scary. Whilst, and then yeah. not much else happened. <laughs> so he was basically Cisco's alternative Earth Two yeah. brother yes. duplicate. Even so though Cisco this, with Earth One brother. Yeah, he just happened to meet his Earth yes. One brother this week. Just at the time his Earth Two brother came Come to, to avenge Vibe. Yes, uh, that they killed in an earlier episode. So yeah, uh, not much done with him. But I was wondering if he was quite a, a known super Marvel superhero of or I villain. I don't of think he's a big. No, okay. He, he has been. In I was gonna say it did seem like a yeah. waste. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of it's a one shot kind of. Guy. Hello. Oh, he looks a big deal. Oh, no, it, it reminded me a lot of what they did with the female speedster early in the season. Yeah, true. And also uh, yeah, with it the, just if, kind of just wasted if, trajectory. They Sorry. did b- yeah. build up uh, ice snow. Yeah. What was her name? Um, Killer Frost. Killer Frost. They built her a lot. Zoom just kills a lot of these. He's doing the better job at killing yes. these meta humans than the flashes. <laughs> Well, Barry just likes to keep in a particle accelerator. That's true. But big spoilers. Yeah. Barry got. Yeah, that was the thing, and uh, the particle accelerator was reenacted, and the the children of both Joe and Professor. He's not busy, Professor. This side. He's um, he's still yeah. Professor. Yeah. Non-evil version. Of yeah. Him. Yeah. Anyway, uh, their two children were hit by the blast. Yes. Wally West has now been hit by the same blast as Barry Allen. What but will happen to him? Will, will he develop superpowers? Will but, they be speedsters? But Barry Allen has been lost into the speed force. Yes. Where assuming he's disappeared. Oh, too. is that what it was? I thought he just died. Well, he's been disintegrated. So oh, right. He didn't... My, my personal personal theory Grand is he, to leave. he has disappeared into the speed force and will come oh. back a faster and stronger flash. Oh, maybe. Yeah. But I, my personal theory is he has gone over to Supergirl. <laughs> so yeah, that is that is uh, science fiction television this week. I'd say my series of the week this week. Dun, 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 I'm going to give it to Supergirl mm-hmm. uh, for the episode with the the Master Jailer. Yeah, I think Supergirl had a strongest plot. Yes, say, out this one this week. Strongest cliffhanger might be the Flash yeah, and some good parallels to modern world. Yes, yes, that is true. Uh, that's what I liked, and same with Shield. But good cliffhangers all the way through. I think every, every all of them ended on cliffhangers. So come back next week to see how they finished. Thanks very much, Paul. Cheers.
Thanks for listening to this Brum Radio podcast. If you've enjoyed it, please consider joining our listener supporters. You can do this by clicking the support tab on our website or go direct to Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash Brum Radio. Brum Radio shows are streamed online at the Brum Radio Mixcloud page and you can find more podcasts at brumradio.com.